And welcome back, guys. As you know, every episode we are releasing this month, we are starting it off with highlighting a prominent figure for Black History Month. Today, it is my honor to highlight Eugene Bullard. Eugene was the world's first black combat aviator flying in the French squadrons during World War I. Uh, before he became a pilot, he actually served in the French infantry. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, Eugene Bullard to be the absolute world's first black combat aviator serving uh, over enemy lines. Huge shout out to Mr. Bullard. And also a little... Uh, you know, I'll give my my company here a good shout out in honor of uh, Black History Month. United Airlines. Um, I don't know if you guys how much you know of United, but they uh, they have set uh, plenty of new diversity goals for pilot training and specifically to um, honor Black History Month. United Airlines is planning to train five thousand new pilots by twenty thirty. Lots of pilots, right? Lots of turnover, and half. Of those 5,000, United is committing to hiring women or people of color. So big shout out to United uh, for promoting that. And big shout out to Mr. Eugene Bullard. That's freaking awesome, man. We were just talking about when you did your book of how many, there's not very many minorities, especially people of color that are pilots. Yeah. And we talked about your book being one to help someone that maybe is in a not well-groomed area where, you know, they don't really have that access or ability. So that's really cool, man. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely proud to uh, to work for United and, and their mission moving forward. And uh, I guess we can all be very grateful for for Mr. Eugene Bullard. Kind of Eugene. Uh, setting the, Eugene. Paving the way there. So huge shout out. Paving the way. Great things. Guys, I've hit, a, uh, I've hit a whole new low, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. This is, hey, like we said, what the, did we show, say? Must, the show must go on. I didn't think no it'd go on like this, Dustin. No matter where we are, Dustin, no I did matter not the think... circumstances, even if you're going from your buddy's studio apartment when you have to lock yourself in the bathroom just so we could block out the noise. You're looking <laughs> real sharp right there, buddy. I This is, uh, this is truly never... Uh, an image I thought I'd ever see while recording a beautiful recap with you fellow fellow uh, co-workers here. But you know what? The show must go on. Like you said, I'm currently in JD's bathroom in his studio apartment trying to escape his sound from his teleconference. Uh, Trip's sleeping in the... Uh, <laughs> Trip has no idea where he is right now, but he's knocked out. And uh, hey, we're here to bring you guys the goods. So you know, what this, you know what this is? What? I give it two years from now. When yeah. we're the most successful podcast out there, we're going to look back on this moment where Peter Weber did an episode from a bathroom. This will be this will be a funny moment to look back on. Honestly, I'm not lying. I kind of like standing up, holding this like a mic. I feel like a real host right now. You I don't know if host. I ever felt like a true host of a podcast until today. I will say that. Emma, what's your take on this? I mean... Peter said he didn't have a knack for hosting, maybe until this moment. Now, I, you know what? I feel like it's switching. You know, I obviously love to fly airplanes, but may, maybe this is a career I pursue a little bit harder. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, man. Red carpets, oh. watch out. Peter Weber is <laughs> no, coming. No. Please get all the screenshots that. today. Emma, let's get into this for the Bachelor Breakdown. Start us off. Let's go. So 
the sh- like the price of shrimp has to have gone up, right? Like if you're invested in shrimp, you got to be doing well right now. It's going up. So, I mean, like crazy. Red Lobster, I heard stocks are just going nuts. Are Bob they really shrimp. actually? Seriously? I actually haven't looked. I, I have uh, no idea. <laughs> is, is, is shrimp in a stock? Like, oh. is there their own stock? Ooh. Over my head. Ooh. So, no, there's no such thing as shrimp stocks, unfortunately. Unless, oh, yeah, I get that. I was like thinking red lobster. That'd be kind of funny. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar if you said it. Yeah. I am going to, I'm not going to lie. I am kind of, I've heard shrimp so much. I am kind of craving some shrimp. Should we start a new, like, um, a new internet coin? Like Bitcoin? It could be shrimp coin. Shrimp, shrimp coin. coin. Wow. Now we're getting, guys, wow. I have a question. True, truly true question here. This was, was for my season with the champagne thing, because I keep, I always make comparisons. Obviously there's like some overlap with things. Was, was the champagne thing or just as stupid and dumb as this? Cause I look at this, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing that they're just creating drama for. And <laughs> mine, it was champagne. Wait. I'm like, I just don't think this shit actually matters. Why, why is this a big deal? Emma, Emma, wait, Emma. This is Emma, are worse. You, are you going to tell them or are we going to tell them? <laughs> which, which one's going to tell them? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> No, shoot me straight. You I'm, tell him. I'm you tell curious. him. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid shit. It was stupid as it's drama. Dumb. It's no, so champagne dumb, gate. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why is everyone crying over this damn champagne? Who gives a shit? And then like when Kelsey like drank it out of the bottle, I, was, oh my God, I thought that was sprayer. so funny. Like she should have played with it, but she kind of got upset about it. I don't okay, know. Okay, well, anyways, I, I was just curious because the shrimp thing, sure, it's creating drama, but I'm like, it's just, you could have done something. Like it's so freaking dumb. This is more uh, petty. Just, this is more Everyone petty. also is so much more aware of it in the moment. Like yeah. the girls on your season weren't super like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm losing time to champagne. This is like girls are straight calling it out. Like, are we seriously spending this much time talking about shrimp? Yeah, shrimp. It's, it's a little insane. All right, so so get, getting into this whole shrimp thing. Yeah, we start off where we, it picks up right at the rose ceremony that we were supposed to have or the cocktail party. Yeah. Cause he'd said, Hey, we're going to have a conversation. I need to talk to you women about what's going on. And obviously we don't know if it's going to be all the women or just like the ones involved. So we go to the cocktail party and Clayton pulls Shanae and Elizabeth outside. And he's like, Hey, we need to have open and honest communication about this. And that lasts for all of three minutes before Clayton gets up and walks away. What were your thoughts on that interaction? Oh, <sighs> Petty, uh, just uh, annoying. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's again, I, I take this back to now is, you know, as when you can look in on this from like the outside perspective, you're not actually in the moment. You're not dealing with all the shit you can see in and you have a better picture. It's like, ah, oh, I feel bad, you know, for, for honestly, for, for Clayton. Cause you can just see him like, so obviously going down the wrong path in regards mm-hmm. to, I and I'm actually a little surprised. Like, I wonder how much like producer manipulation was like in his ear because Elizabeth really comes off as just such a well-polished, uh, just classy woman that knows how to handle mm-hmm. these kind of situations. And like, it was just, it was almost like, you know, there, there's a, there's that point when you kind of get in, like, if there's a confrontation like that they're having, right? Elizabeth and, uh, and Shanae silence is like the winner, right? And and you let you 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 stay silent and you let someone that like really is in the wrong and it's just kind of like 
just obviously in the wrong and just saying stupid remarks. You let them keep talking. They just keep digging themselves a bigger hole and they just obviously mm-hmm. look worse. And and I felt like that's exactly what Elizabeth did perfectly. And Sinead just looked like an idiot. I just quite, I hate to say it, but just being very honest, she looked very dumb continuing to talk like she did. And I was shocked that Clayton still sent... Um, it must have been... Listen, it must have been... He just obviously did not feel anything for Elizabeth. And it was like a trade-off where the producer was like, all right, we need her for the drama. We're going to keep her. Like, is Elizabeth your wife? And he was he was probably very, like, you know, very confident in that moment that she wasn't his wife. So he played mm-hmm. ball and he says, okay, I'll keep her for the drama. Because there's it just... Elizabeth it handled herself so much better. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I mean, the, the signs are right in front of you if you are paying attention to it. Like, it, what... Think of this. What she was getting mad about and arguing about, is that something you want in a wife to nitpick about little petty shit that, I you mean- You didn't look at point. me when I showed up to talk to you while you were in the hot tub talking like, to five other people. How like, dare you not look at me? Like, what? you want a lifetime of this shit? Are you and kidding he, he, me? Elizabeth even said that. She made a remark when, when Shanae was saying that. Elizabeth, I saw, grabbed Col- or Clayton's arm and was like, is that is that being dramatic to you? Like, is that is that an issue? And- I don't, I don't remember what Clayton said, but... He didn't say anything. He said nothing. So the thing is, we also like can't find Clayton's spine in this entire interaction because he tries to do the right thing and like own up and have them have this conversation. But like at no point does he do anything once the conversation starts. It starts to get out of hand. And instead of trying to reel it back in or like say, hey... We need to have a constructive conversation here. He gets up and walks away. I, I do love he, He's been doing that consistently now. Anytime there's like a very tough situation, I need to take a moment. <laughs> just like, it's actually kind of funny, I'll be honest. So my overarching bet is that he wanted to send both of them home after experiencing that conversation. Yeah. Shanae, a thousand percent got a producer, Rose. There's no question in my mind that she is being kept around by production. Right. So... Well, yeah. And it, like, that's how it goes. It's great. I mean, that's part of how you play the game. I, I will say, yeah, and we'll get more into it. With, you know, really, really incredible production there of setting up like a villain. Like, again, you almost feel bad for Sinead. They're doing such a good job of it. And I mean, granted, yeah, I guess she is playing into it. She's playing into it. Yeah, it's, she's got the, the free will to say no. But She knows exactly what she's doing. You Did you see so? the TikTok she just put out? And the interviews, her actions, like there's there's no way she was like, they portrayed me to be this way. No, this is you. Yeah. She doubled down on it. She just released a TikTok oh, she of did? her dancing with shrimp, being like them, me and you, baby. We used to have fun, like dancing around with shrimp. So yeah. she's doubled oh down. She doesn't feel bad for it. She's reveling in this moment, which I mean, if you're gonna go all the way, might as well go all the way with it. So more power to her. In all of this and all of these women being upset that they're losing time, the cocktail party getting canceled, one of the things that came up to my mind was there's these girls have got to be a little bit liquored up. What's the booze situation? On- Two drinks per hour. Oh, per hour. Which equates to four drinks per hour. Because you all go to the, uh, you get your, you do your two drink tickets in the last 10 minutes of, it's all on top of the hour. And then clicks over past 12. Now you got two more drink tickets. So that's the, uh, when you're having a stressful environment, stressful time, that's, that's usually how, how it would go down there. Cause I know like on the original Love Islands, people were ripping cigs and they were 
just blasted drunk. And then they had to reel it in and be like, okay, guys, a little bit less alcohol, no more cigs. Yeah, you don't you don't want to see it. I don't think it's conducive to any like, sh- you know, good TV really uh, when people are maybe drinking too much. You, you don't, I'll, honestly, you, you just want people to just feel comfortable, like rest, you know, rest their nerves. But when it gets more than that, it just kind of gets a little ridiculous. I think that sounds like great entertainment in an all safe setting. <laughs> I say get boozed up. With, I mean, it's a it's a controlled environment as it always should be. As long as no one's going to be able to get hurt and everyone's in the safe place, let them get fucked up. I want to see I want to see how people act and when. No, but then that takes that takes away from really what the show is trying to sell of trying to find your person. If this is like just a shit show, like crazy obvious like that, then I think they lose credibility. You want people to be their genuine selves and have legit conversations and remember the conversations that they're having. You know what I mean? This is not like a Jersey Shore type okay. show. So you're telling me in the real world, you see someone and they're sober, they act a certain way, but you don't see their crazy side when they're drunk. That's not a, I mean, that's all about real life. That's and, true. Uh, I guess that's that. real life. Eventually, you know, if you, if you date someone long-term, those, you'll eventually have a moment where you see that from that person. But in the beginning, I think, I, I don't think, you know, having these girls be sloshed does anything. I disagree. I think anybody's, any date anyone's went on, they were... Wasted at some point in the first few. Are, what do you? Are you? I didn't actually. I mean, are you saying that? I mean, you think that they were pretty? Uh, they were feeling it pretty tipsy that that night. I mean, there are certain times where the emotions just take over yeah. a little bit more than you think that they would. And I understand that this is a hotbed of emotions. They literally put you in a pressure cooker on this show. They no put sleep. you in a situation yeah. that is not conducive to your mental health. They right. like you're not sleeping. You're in a situation where 30 women are vying for one man's heart that you're convincing yourself you have like genuine emotions for after talking to him for what, all of 12 minutes? It's not good. Add in a little bit of alcohol, things are going to get a little bit spicier. And so like, as they were all at the cocktail party, which got out of hand or got canceled quickly, it seemed like a couple people were getting very upset about things getting ended by shrimp, especially Jill. And I'm not saying that anyone in particular of them had seemed very boozy as I've been watching a lot of uh, Joe Millionaire recently where the girls are getting trashed. Is that good right now? <laughs> no, it's awful. But okay. like, it's mindless television, which is my right. my go-to. So no one's getting sloshed like that. No one's getting sloshed like original Love Island which I think is good also for liability reasons for the show. But I definitely wanted to know because I had read somewhere that it was two drinks. Yeah, but it I was like, is, two drinks for a night. No, per hour, two, two yeah, drinks which per is hour, yeah. a very different thing because your body, like going back to health class, isn't it? Your body can only metastasize like one unit of alcohol per hour, whether it's a beer, a glass of wine or which, a shot. I don't know if I believe those statistics, I mean, those facts like, where are they teaching us? I mean, I know my own drinking ability. I'm like, what are they teaching well, us in it's, school? It's, I mean, it's science. I, anyways, <laughs> let's get, let's get, <laughs> we let's can get go down the whole rabbit hole. Let's get back to what we're well, actually here for also, this recap. Well, also, we want to take account, too. We talked about no sleeping and the pressure cooker. And also, let, let's think about the mindset. Like, these, these girls probably want to look their best on television, right? We Beautiful. don't even know how the much time. they're eating, honestly. Or That's are they true. eating the right things? And... That's a big factor. Because one drink hits harder if you haven't had dinner than if you have. Right. I would be super surprised because I just know, 
and when people go on TV, they want to look their absolute best, right? And oh, everyone like, wants to look as chiseled, as snatched, as whatever you want to say. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah maybe you, you see skip my dinner. Pack every time I have my shirt on. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> were, you, were you skipping dinner back then, Peter? <laughs> no, I was probably the least fit bachelor you, you ever had. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't say that. They no, love no. me for my personality, right? <laughs> no, you were in good shape, man. Have you met Clayton? The guy is shredded, or he's he's buff. He's got a, a football. Anyway, he's bulky. He's, he's a huge guy. He's big. Bulky, not like he's not like chiseled down the middle. Right. He's got shoulders. But muscle like, mass. Two, muscle mass. Like two hundred fifty pounds. He's, he's an NFL guy. football player. Never played a down, but yeah. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know who gets really upset Ouch. about this? I know we're getting off subject, but every time Clay. Harbor is such a competitive person and he gets so annoyed. I, I guess I think it's one of his top pet peeves. Like he gets so annoyed when these guys go on the bachelor bachelorette and say they're NFL player and not played one game and not okay, played but like to one. Credit, I don't think he's actually ever, he's never really like, that's not been the, the, what are you, no, but ABC has given him the tag of NFL but he doesn't football even really player. Lean into it. He like talks about it as like a passion, which is cool. I'm sure, but I'm just talking about what Clay gets so annoyed by it whenever right. they give that title and this guy's and the guy really didn't played play. forever. Yeah. He's like, he comes, this guy uh, hasn't played one down, practice lead, one month, right. NFL player, what? Like he gets no, so I, upset I agree, about but it. again, to be fair, I don't think Clayton's always still, like try to run on that too much, but. I'm not, yeah, I don't think he has either. I, I can't talk shit about Clayton. Actually, I really like Clayton now. Yeah. Elizabeth goes home which is absolutely shocking, obviously. And I think Peter, I you really had some of was, this on your season. I was shocked. I was was not expecting that. It's a jaw-dropping that. moment, right? And of course, like it, it wasn't, you know, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't think that she'd even be in the final two with Sinead. Of course, they're going to keep Sinead there to see I mean, for the drama. But the second that it's the two of them, I'm like, holy shit, Elizabeth's going home. I would not have thought that. Like she, she just handled herself so well the entire time. She was very, very emotionally intelligent. Like she oh, was extremely, yeah. That's, that's kind of weird to see someone that hopes himself like that go home. They don't. That's, and it's kind of like what that. we saw on your season too, Peter, where it's like you're not seeing, and this is pretty true of the entire franchise, you're not seeing everything that the other people are seeing. No, it's got to be tough for Clayton right now to see a lot of this stuff transpire. And it just like, uh, it really, you know, at the end there too, I was thinking, again, this is skipping ahead, but for the group date after party now, this next week after the football game, they setting him up, setting him up dirty, you know, to, to leave him with that much. Cause traditionally guys, you don't have, you have five minutes, six, seven minutes with each person. And then another person will come in and obviously you don't see these transitions on, on, you know, as it's airing live, but they had, you know, that conversation. And then they go to, to go do a makeout scene, right. Where he's lifting her on the, uh, on the table, which is something that I, I am horrible at doing. I, I always <laughs> seem to hurt whoever I was with, whether it was banging a head on this lamp or having glasses. It was not my forte. I've learned from it. I no longer practice that. But to, in order to do that, that's like, you know, the producers, they're giving you time and that's a commitment and they're allowing that time to happen. It's like, damn, it just, I can't help but my heart go out to Clayton because it's like, I, I, I feel for him because I had that happen to me too. They're really setting him up dirty to look really bad. And that part you don't like to see. And right now I, you know, I can only imagine he's like, shit, I look like an idiot right there for, you know, what I did and who I picked to go home and who I didn't. And you got guys, this is just my PSA go easy on Clayton because there is so much that he was not privy to. And you think 
he is, but he's just unfortunately not. I get you get invested in the show and you see it, in, you know, as it's edited. But How dare he? But give the guy, give no the guy way a break. Of knowing. No, he's he's acknowledged this too. I just saw he put up a post, you know, apologizing to Elizabeth. Seeing all this, this hasn't been easy for him. He talked about, his, you know, he just gave a a national apology and lets everyone know he's growing. He's trying to do better and he's sorry for that. So big ups to Mr. Clayton. Yeah, good, good, the women good tell him. all is going to be insanity. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Sure. I don't know because it's not going to be by Elizabeth because she's too, she's too, um, she wouldn't, she wouldn't. St- She'll never st- stoop down. I can't level. say yeah. it's stoop she down. She won't level. stoop, yeah. but it just the, like the content that has to be gone over, it's going to be bonkers it's to be, be like, like a all four right, hour event. let's talk about this moment where Elizabeth got sent home, even though the whole time she's been getting ragged on, she was the one per, like I said last time, Shanae would have picked anybody. Elizabeth was the first target she set eyes on. Yeah. Who will it be next now that Elizabeth is gone? We'll find out. We'll see. If Shanae, if Shanae doesn't go to the woman till all, I'm not watching it. Yeah, she'll, she'll <laughs> she has so. to. Yeah, they, they'll have to pay her if she says no. Yeah, I don't know. She needs to be there. She deleted her Instagram last week. What, um, she did? Yeah. Uh, see, like this, this right here is what I don't like about the show. I felt bad we can up rag. until today when I saw the TikTok of her dancing with the shrimp. So she's not gone. Okay, she's just so off Instagram. Instagram. She's messing up her opportunities to get those followers, which she, yeah, it's on her. But she went on for love. She doesn't care about the followers. Uh, bullshit. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh. We're going to Houston. We're going to Houston. We're going to Houston, which what they're like, we're going on a trip around the world. It's the first Houston. stop. It's the first stop around the world. It's like when they did it on your season, they were like, we're going on a trip around the world. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, which I hey, listen, I gotta give my love to Cleveland was truly a, a surprise. I genuine surprise. I actually really enjoyed my time there. And this is so Houston. Houston, uh, I've spent some time in Houston. Uh, I remember throwback to the Baylor Bear days. Got to go see the Elite Eight game there my freshman year at the uh, Houston Texans Stadium where they filmed the date. But they uh, travel is back. And it's I guess they was kind of back with Michelle's season a little bit, right, where they went to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. But it's just great, again, to see that part of the show and let you look forward to even more places they're going to go to. I just, I know, I, lo- I love that part of the show. Uh, they go to Houston, and uh, it was, I thought it was a cool moment with, with uh with Clayton and his good buddy Clarence stopping by to a surprise. I was actually, it, it made me a little jealous actually, because I was hoping the entire season, you know, when I was still in my season, it was the entire time I was hoping to get a surprise knock, knock with my buddy Dusty showing up to give me some, uh, some advice in the show. They asked me to, they didn't want to pay me. Enough, Wait, did though, they so actually? I was, like, I was like, no, I'm joking. No, they didn't ask oh me. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought that for a second. Wow. Um, yeah, I didn't get that that uh, from Dusty. So, anyways, Clarence, true bro, right there. Which proves that Clarence loves Clayton more than Dustin loves you. I think that's oh, what that means. Get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> it was a cool moment, cool friendship. It moment. was cool. It was nice that like he was able to give some advice, and uh, we were joking around. We're like, can you imagine if like your college buddy became the bachelor, and you go around from like talking about, hey, what what party are we going to this weekend to. Yeah, so I'm trying to find the love of my life and I have these relationships developing with these women. Like, how do you straight face have that conversation? I don't know. I kind of feel like 
I feel like Clayton has been very genuine, though. I feel like he's someone that's probably been looking for love the last few years on the Bachelorette, off the Bachelorette. So I feel like, and his buddies are already his buddies already married with kids. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was like a crazy transition. I I, I, I agree. I do think Clayton really hit he, his head and his heart are in the right spot. I, I do. I buy that too. I um. I, I think you could see just like him talking to Clarence and, you know, looking at the pictures and reminiscing about hey, Clarence's life now and where he's at. Um, you could tell that good, genuine connection they have as friends and, and how, and how Clayton's multiple times stated, right? Maybe that's why I leaned in the whole kid thing so much in the beginning. He, he wants to be a dad really bad and wants to start a family and, you know, good for him. And, and hope, hopefully this works out. I actually, I, I really don't think it's going to work out if I'm being honest, <laughs> but I hope it does. I really do. Well, there's wishful thinking to be had. So we're in Houston, and the first date car we get, Houston, we have a problem. It is our pilot, Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, you are She's cleared for takeoff. a gem. She, I she adore is. her. The, truly, this was... I, I will say, you know, I saw the date, the one-on-one with Susie. I was like, ah, oh, it's Susie. It's Susie. And... I, I honestly, I think I would, I would give it right now the, the, the leading girl in his heart to, to Rachel. It was just such a, a natural, I put it this way. I think Rachel seems like she's more into Clayton than Susie. I think Clayton is definitely like very equally into both of them. But I think from the woman's side, it's Rachel more into to Clayton and I think their personalities just kind of blend a little bit more together. Like they seem right there. Like they're just, I don't know. Mm. They just, I, chemistry. I they have great come, chemistry. They've got the great chemistry. Come to you. Chemistry, got great, I, I was trying to find another word to say it. Cause I knew you were going to give me shit for that. Um, but I'm sorry. They've got good chemistry. They do. And I think she's now the leader in my mind for his heart. She's in my top three. I think that's the one I picked. You guys didn't pick she, her. She, I am willing to bet with like 98% certainty she is the girl crying on the stairs in the promo after he says, I've been intimate with both of you. Mm. I'm confident that's her hair job Uh. because she has like a very unique balayage to her hair. And I'm like the person who's bent over crying on the stairs after he makes that announcement. I'm almost certain it's her. Yeah. It, It kept her quiet this whole time. Like not much has happened with her till now, and I, she's gonna be at the she's gonna be at the top three for sure. Put it this way: I'm not gonna tell you what happens or what doesn't happen, but odds would have it that I flew to Orlando on my last trip, and I had a layover, and wasn't supposed to have a long layover there. But long story short, I uh, had a buddy of mine that I ran into that was I met at uh, flight training when I was in initial new hire training for United. Anyways, we became good friends, ran in, in the hotel lobby when uh, we were, I was checking in. He's like, hey man, let's go out, let's go get some dinner. We went out, got some cigars, had a layover, got extended super long because Newark was closed with winter storms. We ended up going to um, this cool cigar bar, then we go to this other bar. We run into this group of people, really nice people. They work for the Orlando Magic. And super random coincidence, one of the girls is good family friends with Rachel. Mm. and uh i hear something that will confirm that she goes very far but i will not tell you what happens so it's uh it's uh yes i i'm a big fan of rachel obviously the whole pilot thing was super cool you didn't even tell me this 
I want to. I want to. You you broke up with me, bro. All right, you left me. All right, I'm stuck in a bathroom right now recording a podcast. I'll just leave you guys to it. Uh, I'm gonna leave uh, the studio now. Well, you're in the luxury of your beautiful girlfriend's, you know, beautiful apartment and just living the life. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. Anyways, space. yeah, can you stretch out and you're not a bathroom recording studio, Dustin? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on one second. Wow. Are you doing the number two while we're filming? Sorry about that, guys. Is that uh, courtesy for me? You go, you gotta go, right? No. <laughs> no, so yes, I can confirm Rachel goes far. And we will see just what that means. But yeah, big fan of her. Auto, you know, listen, the whole day portion of the day, I thought was 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 oh, Jesus, this toilet's still filling up right now. <laughs> Who is the family? That part was like, really random. Did they just stumble upon these people? <laughs> that part was random. I will say that. But I got what they were trying to go for. And that was cool. Just It was know. a family vibe. It was cool. Yeah. Who was the family? I don't know. I, I truly, I do not know. And then the night portion, she says that her previous boyfriend did not support her being a pilot. Wow. Yeah. Th- this part, I definitely obviously related to. And I thought she handled the whole conversation just so extremely well. And so just coming from a good place and... You know, it's it's definitely her career, right? You guys got to look at it. Is is it's it's a little bit difficult for it's not a little bit. It is like everything she was saying is very true about women in aviation. Unfortunately, it's just not a 50-50 male-female ratio in the industry. It's trying to trend. You know, we're trying to trend it upwards to even it out a little bit more, and it is. We're making progress. You can't knock that, but um, there's still a ways to go. But some someone like you know Rachel. It's it's tough also to be in that position. And as you're starting your career, right? It's if you want to also have a family and have children, it's something I think about all the time. And as a man, I guess I don't have to think about just as much as maybe a woman, but it's very difficult. And it's not the only career it's like this, but it's very difficult to be a pilot and then go and leave the career for however long to have to have, you know, your child, to raise your child to a point you can go back and then fly and then, you know, spend a lot of time on the road. It's not the easiest thing. And so when you see someone that has that passion and that has that fire inside of them for their career and still hasn't get, wants to have that family life, but doesn't want to give up their careers. It's something that I respect immensely and have incredible respect for Rachel. And, you know, I, I am really truly I'm pulling for, for them. Honestly, I'm those, th- those two are the ones I'm pulling for, not just the whole pilot card, just everything else that she showed me on that first date. seems like she really wants it. There's nothing fake about her. And, uh, I loved, I loved Clayton's line. He was like, I'm never going to dim your light. And just seeing how much yeah. that meant to her, especially in that kind of industry where sometimes people don't understand how hard it can be to make a relationship work. It's super cool. I like, I love that date. Don't dim that light. Let them shine. That's cute. No, I think that's, that's really true. As someone who uh, has to manage your schedule to a degree, I can see how hard <laughs> it would be to uh, have a relationship, have a family, considering I can barely get you for an hour a week to record a podcast. Guys, yeah, you don't you don't know Emma. So Emma is our whole... She, Emma does everything for us, right? We would Ayo. be no, nothing without Emma. And uh, obviously my, my reserve... I'm on reserve right now as a pilot, which means I don't always know where I'm flying. I just don't want to have to be available. And so that doesn't really help out for making schedules, but Emma's a gem. And... Uh, yeah, just a huge shout out to Emma. Thank you for Big shout out. it. We got to get soon from Emma. 
We got to get, we got to get Rachel on the soon. pod. Though. I'd love to get Rachel on the pod. Rachel on the pod. Put it on the top list. I want Elizabeth on in the pod. In two years. Wait, I got a new idea. In two years idea. when their contract expires. Yeah. Let's get oh, yeah, merch, what? negative comments put on t-shirts. Oh my God. Can I get a t-shirt that says Emma is negative and judgy? <laughs> <laughs> I I would wear that every day. <laughs> oh man, that was a great. What do you say? Like I, I uh, my mom, my mom was the first one to tell me that. Or what was yeah. that? Congrats, not unique. My mom's been telling me I'm negative and judgy since day one. <laughs> like that's good. That could be like in the back. Uh, All right. Anyways, they have a beautiful date. Restless Road. I already downloaded the song. Let's grow old together. I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Love that song. Reach out to the band. Let's get them on. Yeah, Actually, I saw I saw Blake. He had him on on the pot. I was like, that's that's a good guess right there. Good for him. We'll try to get them for sure. We go into the final group date. You guys ready for some football episode? And it's tailgating, which is freaking lit. Tailgating is like my go-to pastime. Yep. Yes. Tailgating is always a good time. Watching this, somebody, some sponsor definitely paid a high <laughs> price to show their electric cars that you could actually. Grill, grill from your electric car, which actually gave me, I didn't even notice, but my brain was like, wow, hmm, where can you get these cars? Like, got me thinking, what not better way to tailgate than to buy an electric car and just have an electric grill? Very cool. It was, it was good. And of course, you know, the women are probably thinking, oh, we're next to a football stadium. We're going to go play football. Wait, we lucked out. We're not playing football. We're not getting bruises. We're not getting cut up until... They got the Boom. two pros. They show up. Shocker. It's actually a football date. <laughs> I want you to look at that. Boom. You Peter, you made a cameo. And Jesse. You showed up. Did you see? For a brief split second, your was, picture was on the screen. It was, uh, it brought me back. I, that was, again, I, I've said it multiple times. That was probably my favorite group date I ever got to experience. It was so cool. And I will say... My girls were so much better at football than this this group. I'm sorry. They, you think so? Okay, not, mo- oh okay. My. The majority of these girls, I will stand for. I will not stand for that slander against Marlena because Marlena she was a stud. Killed that it. girl could, but she killed Deandra. Do you remember Deandra? Do you remember Kelly yeah, and Deandra connection? They couldn't. They couldn't miss. Okay, it was. It was. It was a good connection. There was a lot more overall football skill. Also, just like baseline football knowledge amongst your girls, I would put, say. Put it this way, yeah. This, this one, they were just running. They could. There was no quarterback. They couldn't really Running throw the dead it. ball down was hilarious. That was, the that ball was pretty good. hits the ground. They pick it up and run it down. Full-on celebration. Like, it was no, a dead and ball. Then, and then the commentary, they're like, that, that definitely was a dead ball, guys. <laughs> oh, they don't care. They're still celebrating. <laughs> oh, but man. you got to appreciate the effort. They weren't, you know, Mar- Marlena was, was obviously incredibly talented and she was the MVP. I remember Sheehan. Sheehan, I think, was my season's MVP. She was a freaking rock star too. Is that girl a track star? Yeah, she's an Olympian. You could definitely tell. Like that was you, you see her pull away in that run against on the sideline. I was like, she what was the hell? so freaking fast. It was I, so I didn't know she was getting in her ITM. She was. Her ITM was wild. I wanted to go. I play didn't football. know what her Olympic sport was, so I looked it up. She was a uh, Olympian for Haiti for the two hundred and four hundred meter sprint, which is arguably oh, one of the most athletic oh. things you can do. Yeah, you could see that. That's I wonder where her time. Was. Yeah, she was killing. No she one could even touch her. Insane. But again, the best part was how hyped she like she was literally making me want to get some pads on and go play football. She was going off. And I'm like, I already it, know what producer was getting her hype. I already know. Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. That was definitely I, I, was, was, I was thinking the same thing. That was Eddie getting her hype, I could tell. Um Eddie, shout out to Eddie. He's a great producer. Definitely will 
That's the hype man. If you're on the show and Eddie's there, that's the hype man. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'd say let's get him on the pod, but like... Oh, yeah, right. I've, I've, I've <laughs> got think... some element of realism. <laughs> that would happen. So one of the things that my boyfriend pointed out while we were watching was that Teddy uses the word like, like every other like, like word. And I understand that it's something a lot of people do. It's something I've had to train myself out of a bit. But it was glaring and so painful. I could not hear what she was saying most of the time. Like, was it like, like, did she, like, what, what, what was it like? Like, she was just like <laughs> talking about like how much she liked, uh, what's his name? Uh, like Clayton? Like, like it was like. Okay, I can't do this. I can't do this <laughs> yeah. anymore. Red's right, going to kill joke, us. Joke's over. Like, can we stop? <laughs> <laughs> So that was just the one note uh, in here. I, I honestly, I think I missed that conversation. So that's I, I don't think yeah, I don't think I saw that. But I didn't learn anything about either of them. I okay, also got very quick, caught up. This is I had this on the top of my mind. I wanted to say, you know, I think I, I said something a couple episodes ago. I was like, you know, how you can really see a relationship that really is going on. You know what what the what the tip offs are for the conversation. You guys remember bringing this up. How mm-hmm. if it's a mm-hmm. if it's a relationship that the lead just it's there's nothing there but you have to give a conversation it's let's talk about the process let's talk about how this is going all right this is keep giving yourself to this if you try right it's like that super uh, yeah. superficial step go back I know we just this is from a couple of minutes ago with Rachel that not to mention it was just an adorable notebook themed doc date on the on the lake you know super romantic and just the two of them like truly away you could tell the camera was zoomed in so they had some actual privacy kind of right everything was recorded but they thought there was privacy it was imitated for a second did you notice the conversation that they were having and the flirtatiousness that was going on and like the cuteness aspect of that it wasn't all it was a little bit of sure like this i you know i'm feeling this working but it wasn't it, it got into like you felt like you were actually watching a relationship of two people starting to fall for each other it was cute. Did you notice that? Okay. That that is exactly and that's why I think Rachel really really goes far. It was organic. You don't you haven't really seen that kind of level of flirtatiousness at least that they've shown to be fair. It's been shown, maybe it's happened, but to be shown. And that was the first time I really saw it and like just seeing them go back and forth and like poke fun at each other. Like it was it it was real. It was the first time I feel like we got to see Clayton have a personality. Yeah. You really got to see that version of him that wasn't just the person on TV, but Not, the person He wasn't who, playing The Bachelor. He was The Bachelor in that moment. In know? that moment, he was a guy trying to fall in love. Yeah. I want to see more of those moments. I think that also the worst line of the entire episode is when they're on the horses and she's riding ahead of him and he goes, God, do you do anything not hot? <laughs> Which is the worst line I, ever. I will say I thought it was a little bit worse too. Like that's the overplayed line when they're at, at dinner, and it was it kind it, it kind of worked out. He 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 played it off you know pretty well, but he's like trying to get it all dramatic and in suspense. And he's like, "How are you not taken? You know, you seem so perfect." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh man." <laughs> Oh man, I like being like that every now and then. Just it's just funny, like just yeah. being like. I'm not saying it. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of cre- it's the same creepy, thing. but it's kind of funny. If he knows it's creepy, that makes it ten times better, and I will like him 100. Yeah. percent But anyways, let's get on to it, guys. Group date. Of course, it wouldn't be too much of anything if Shanae didn't show up. I mean, of course. 
She walked in there like she owned the place too. And she All walked out like she sold the damn place. Yeah. Like this fucking confidence. I don't know. Like, like again, listen, to be fair, you're I'll right. I'll take a little. That that confidence. Emma, you got great confidence. That Thanks. confidence that she that she just exuded is probably, you know, why Clayton is a little bit fooled or a little bit distracted by really what's going on. So again, you gotta give him the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah. Yeah, he spent a lot of time with her. He was kissing her, kissing her, he was making out with her. He was, he was uh really giving her some affirmation there. I was just jealous how like he didn't he wasn't like banging her head everywhere. I'm like, damn, I wish I could have been that smooth, you know? <laughs> Uh, Couldn't be me. Yeah, well, you, you see this and it's like, um, you're like, how is he not just send her home? Like, this isn't her date. And I remembered one time, this was maybe in the men tell off for our season with Hannah. And she was just like, it talks about like insecurities of being the lead, you know, like you don't know if everyone likes you or wants you. And oh, yeah. like you get insecure sometimes. I remember hearing this and she was like, it was just nice knowing that there were men like, like for her to go out of her way to go to, it wasn't her group date, to go to a group date that's not hers and make an impact like that's that. That's not that easy means, to do. No, it probably means the world to Clay. And he's like, like, man, this girl actually really likes me. Like, this is mm-hmm. kind of nice and refreshing. Like, this girl wants me here. You know, that's, so to say, am I saying that correctly? To- totally, man. I Absolutely. I, I don't even know if I've ever really s- explained the whole thing. But again, it was very similar with when I ha- had the group date with the football and it was Alea showing up. And I don't actually think, I remember the producers, they were actually like a little annoyed with me because they didn't think I was actually going to keep her. They thought I was going to just, it was, she was going to show up and I'd send her back home. And I was like, no, I actually, I, I didn't want to send her home in the first place. I was pressured to do that. And then I... I, I want her here. Like, look at this effort that she's put in. And then they're like, oh, that's not what was supposed to happen, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, now you have to give her the rose. And, and then that just, you know, sent a whole nother fireball to of destruction going forward. But it's it's truly a, like you you get that affirmation from someone. And yeah, just because you're the lead doesn't mean that you think that everyone is is all all into it because you know that's not the case. How could all how 30 people be into you? It's not possible. And you can see Clayton appreciating that from, from Shanae. Yeah, I think that it was going well. She did well um, for a little bit. And then she left her one-on-one time with him, walked up to the girls, and all she said was, keep my name out of your mouth, and then whip the trophy across the lawn. It stormed off. And then stormed off. So she went from like possibly getting the rose to, oh, I think Clayton might find out she's the crazy one. Oh, she's crazy. But hey, the girls have been trying to tell him that she's the crazy one. So I don't know. It's not getting through. It's a tough position for Clayton to be in. Like I said, he doesn't have all the information. He sees a girl that's determined to want to hang out with him. So I feel like he'd rather have that than someone that's kind of timid to hanging out with him because that might mean they're not really into him. So I, I get it from his, I get, I get it. But that girl is crazy though. How do you talk yourself out of that one? Mm. How do you talk yourself out of chucking the trophy across the yard? Oh, she's, she doesn't regret it at all. Yeah, she probably does it. But that was like, listen, I, I honestly, I don't really, you don't fault her for, you know, taking the initiative to go and t- take time with him on a date that she really, she shouldn't even have been on. But then when she starts disrespecting the women again, it's like, come on, you didn't have to do that. Like you're already rubbing it in that you're doing, you know, you're taking time, but you didn't have to do that. And again, maybe maybe she doesn't regret it. I mean, we can't speak for her, but... How many girls do we have right now? 
I don't know the number off the top of my head, but we're down maybe, uh, I wouldn't say half yet. I'd say we're probably at like 17 would be my guess. Do we think she's going to stay long? I give her two weeks top. You know, you know what I'm confused about now is, and again, they're doing a brilliant job by editing, is you see the two-on-one for next week previewed with Shanene and Genevieve, and they go on it. But then you see the two of them also at the rose ceremony that is right now being portrayed as the one that, you know, Clayton drops the bomb of, I have been intimate with all of you kind of thing. And you see the close-up on Gen- Genevieve's face and, Sh- and Sinead's though. And so like that's, they must really be messing with the editing. It must have been a close-up because obviously- They've I thrown don't, everyone's face into that at this yeah, point. I'm trying to think face. about all the people that I've been considering for those top three spots and I can put six names in there. I could guarantee you right now, Pete's talking in depth like this. Today, he had to, I bet he paused and rewind those credits Minimum 10 times. Hey, you gotta f- try to figure it out. It's all I guarantee a mystery. you he did. The he said he needed there. more time to do analysis. So he might have like actually just bumped us back so he could spend all of that time That's, hey guys. rewinding and <laughs> yeah. watching in slow-mo each girl. <laughs> exactly. Hey guys, uh, I need 20 minutes before we hop on the podcast. Almost done. I, I yeah. hate to say that. <laughs> My buddy came to visit. Oh, hi, Trip. Welcome to the bathroom studio. Yeah, hey, welcome, welcome to buddy. the bathroom studio, boy. Hey, living from a, oh, living in goodness. a high rise to the bathroom now. Yeah, Bubba. Oh, we're moving on down. <laughs> <laughs> no, Trip agrees with me. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how this two on one. I, you know who I want to see more? I want to see more of Genevieve. I want to see. I want to see more of Genevieve. I, I want to see her. I want to actually get to know her. I don't want her to like always be involved with the, uh, you know, chewing out Shanae, which I get. You know, she kind of she has to, but. I, uh, I'm curious about her. I don't know about enough about her. I'm looking forward to that. I think that I want to say that she's going to go far because, of course, we've seen her in the clips, but I have no idea. Right. I, and I know nothing about her. So hopefully we'll see that. Uh, we've got more content to come. It's more good, more good stuff. More good stuff, more traveling. Every episode now, I think, should be a new spot. So it's going to be refreshing to see. And uh, man, Clayton is... He's in, in it now. Welcome to being The Bachelor, my friend. He is. Welcome. <laughs> had no idea what you were signing up for, but it is, uh, yeah. Ho- hopefully this works out for him. Hopefully it does. It will, one way or another. Well, guys. We're rooting for him. That's that's a wrap. Can you take us out, Pete? Yeah, take us All out, right. Pete. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, same time next week. Same time next week. We'll you Wait, you didn't get week. you didn't get that you didn't get that on on mic, did you? Oh, With the flush. No, 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 the flush. Yeah. yeah. No, not right, at all. All right, same time break. next week. Bye, guys. That's been really embarrassing. All right, peace. <laughs> Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber, and me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week.
Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.